0: Hello, this is Elan Lines. And I'm Crystal Donnelly. Welcome to our
1: podcast, Houses and Cents. For all your Sherrod Park and Edmonton real estate and financial information, Elan is a realtor with Remax River City. And Crystal is a mortgage broker
0: with Mortgage Sisters West. We hang out every week and catch up on the real estate market, interest rates, the process of buying and selling properties, government changes. But not all at the same time because we like to keep it short and sweet. We hope you listen and enjoy. Share with friends and family. Rate and comment. Now let's check in on our next episode.
2: Documents, and so when with land titles, you have to have a whole pile of documents that are uh, drafted up and signed by the people who are both selling and buying. And so we draft off those documents and ensure they get registered at land titles. And so the title is actually transferred appropriately. And when you get your title at the end of the day, you, uh, it's what we call clear titles. So you, have, um, you don't have an old mortgage from somebody else sitting on there and making sure all of that has been cleared off.
3: And when it comes to a new mortgage for someone who's buying a house, we also make sure that those mortgage documents are appropriately prepared and completed um, and signed off on by the person who's um, getting the mortgage and then that those documents are also registered with the title. Um, So that's kind of the big picture role for a lawyer in the real estate transaction
1: make sure that it's legal, the whole entire transaction is legal and that house and that property can't be taken away from that new buyer and that old buyer is no longer responsible for it anymore.
3: Exactly. We want to make sure that all of the transactions that the parties have agreed to do are properly carried out and documented and that um, the registration side of it with the land titles office is properly done so that everybody appears where they're supposed to and doesn't appear where they're not supposed right. to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then also obviously making sure that the language that's put into the contract, like if a realtor puts in an addendum or a term, that that's also executed.
2: Exactly. Uh,
0: or the real property report being accepted. and That's that right. Yeah, we, stuff.
2: If, if all those things are required by the contract, we just ensure that all of those things have kind of been checked off and we check
3: to make sure they're all done.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mortgage documents, are they signed in front of the mortgage broker or, are they, or like at the bank? Or are they signed in front of the lawyer?
3: So some of the documents, are often signed with the broker at the bank. Um, oftentimes, the cost of borrowing disclosure and some of the financing documents may be signed with the bank, Okay. Um, but the actual mortgage itself is signed with the lawyer uh, okay. at the law office as part of the closing of the transaction. And depending on the lender, some of those other documents may also be required to be signed with the lawyer as well. So sometimes clients will say, well, I already signed these documents, with my mortgage broker with the bank why am i signing them again and it's because the bank or the lender has said to us you you the lawyer need to get these documents signed okay um, so very often people are signing the same document at least a couple of times okay <laughs> yeah And
1: the in the part where we're removing mortgage financing when that then when that is taking place the lender will give a list of conditions so the broker or the banker is checking off all those conditions and that's on what's called the mortgage commitment, so that's the lender's commitment to lend. so we get the uh, the people individuals to sign the clients to sign that uh, commitment but it's not a legal doc so I was explain to them oh, this okay. isn't a legal document because it doesn't have witness signatures you will sign your legal documents with the lawyers okay and you have to be there physically in person to sign your legal documents or I think we're going to talk about touch on this if in case you are out of province and you're signing those documents right but yeah so with the with a mort with the mortgage broker or with the banker we might be able to do things through DocuSign or digital signing but with, and that's going to be lender specific, but when it comes to the legal documents, that's an in person process.
0: Okay, perfect. Awesome. Um, next question uh, When should a lawyer get involved in the transaction?
2: Well, typically, Contos are a little bit of an exception, but typically um, we get involved kind of after conditions have been waived. So if there's any financing conditions or inspection conditions or anything like that on there, after those are waived, then the, then everything gets sent to the lawyer at that point. Um, and that's when we start preparing all the documents. Now, sometimes you might want to have a lawyer assisting you in the negotiation process, but the majority of our deals in terms of just residential single-family homes generally come to us after those conditions have been
3: waived. I would say um, sometimes clients will have a condition for lawyer review of the contract or lawyer review of condo documents Mm -hmm. Um, and that if that's something clients want to do that's not a service that's typically part of the standard real estate um, package and so then we're looking at some additional costs potentially for a client but for some clients especially in a deal that's a little unusual for some reason they may want to have the lawyer review it ahead of time Um, for people purchasing condominiums it's a really good idea for them to get condo docs reviewed ahead of uh, finalizing the deal so that they can get some advice on what are the potential liabilities what are the potential risks of purchasing this specific condo Um, and that's a service that the lawyer can provide. There's also condominium document review companies out there that can Mm -hmm. provide that service too. Right. And it's
0: roughly about the same cost, would you say?
3: I would say probably. I mean, I I haven't looked at the condo doc review companies really recently, but in terms of when I review condo docs, I'd say it's roughly about $400, give or take. And it depends a little bit on the volume of documents that need to be reviewed. Right. um, Because there's a plethora of
0: Of documents for the condo review. Some people don't understand. It's like, well, can you just, you know, can you just email it? It's like, well, it's a lot of emails because there's a lot of documents.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It often turns out to be like five or six emails to to get all of the, especially the bylaws. Yeah. Yeah. Or a print, can you print it off for me? It's like, no, that's... (laughs) 10 trees yes
3: it's an entire ream of paper yeah yeah you don't want to pay yeah yeah. especially yeah
0: especially from a law firm yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly um perfect um one thing i always wanted to know is in your perfect world how many days am i giving you to do the legal perspective of and the financing side too yeah like how many condition days do you guys want i know for me how many i want as a realtor because I want it to look as good as possible on paper but I know that I've made lawyers and mortgage brokers mad in the past.
2: We often ask for um, seven business days. Okay. Uh, if there's a weekend in there, ten days. Uh, just that that gives us enough time to get all the documents in, take a look at them, contact the clients, ensure that we have enough time to get everything down to land titles after working out with Client schedules and lawyer schedules for execution. That's generally what we would like. We can do it faster, but it's it's more expensive to the client. It can be more expensive yeah. depending on how much faster, you
0: right? It and down. I don't think that that's always something that a realtor factors in. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. is that yeah we can get it done, but it's going to cost your buyer or your sell usually your buyer more money. Yes. Yeah. So and then sometimes the buyer doesn't always understand that either. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for realtors to point out, yeah, we can do it that quick but it is gonna cost you even more.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, so yeah. in a two week closing, the first you know half of that is going to be just removing those first, condi- the financing conditions are getting the inspection done, mm-hmm. if there's appraisal required, all of that takes time. You have to book people to be there, yeah. all that, and then after that, and then the lender goes has to go to the funding department of the lender, that can take a day or two, and then from the funding department, then it goes to the lawyer, and
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and then they have yeah, to so gather, gather all the quick documents. For possessions, so, it really is, it can be very expensive.
2: It can be. It can yeah. be a little, yeah, more expensive. Uh, it's also everything just takes time. So it's, it's especially in the law firm, drafting up the documents takes time. So we can do it quickly, but it often means that we have lots of closings on every single day. Right. And so it's it, not just my closing. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> from yeah. <our> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But so, and somebody has to repair all those documents, and so that it that is the the time. And then schedules is can be a challenge as yeah. well. Yeah. And
0: your conveyancer is amazing. She like, is. Yes. Mandy is truly amazing. Yes. Um, but there's also, you don't want to like, leverage that either where mandy's looking at you like are you kidding me yeah <laughs> yes.
3: yeah we like to avoid eight in the morning yeah. 12 yeah. at night yeah. every yeah. day we like to avoid mandy looking at us and going yeah. are you kidding yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. we like to keep her happy yeah
0: exactly um so let's talk about because i get this question a lot um when how come i can't just get a notary to do the legal work for me the perception is that it's considerably cheaper if, 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 and also the perception is it's such an easy transaction. <laughs> they don't understand everything that happens behind it, but why can't a notary do this for me instead of me having to get a lawyer?
3: So there are provinces in Canada where you could use a notary for a real estate transaction because notaries are a regulated professional body. Um, in Alberta, that's not the case, and notaries have a smaller scope of practice. Um, in Alberta than, say, compared to BC or Quebec. Um, So that's a big part of it. Uh, The other side of it, and I think the most important thing is in Alberta, notaries don't really have trust accounts. And the most important thing for um, a purchaser or a seller on a real estate transaction is to know that that money that they're getting, either that they're paying as part of the transaction, um, or that they're getting loaned to them from their lender is going to be properly handled and transferred okay. um, and so we want to make sure always that that money flows properly and that's what the lawyer's role is partly is to ensure that the money gets from lawyer A for the purchaser to lawyer B for the seller. Um, that we can document where it went and where it came from, and then we as lawyers have an obligation to report to our clients exactly what happened with all the money we received on their file. So they'll get a report at the end of the day saying, here's the money that came in, here's exactly where it went out, here's what what you receive um, from us, or what you owe us,
2: that type of thing. right? Right,
0: yeah, depending on the scenario.
2: Yeah. Sometimes the banks also have requirements that it flows through a lawyer's trust account. Okay. So they don't like it just kind of being dumped into uh, just like a regular, regular bank account sure yeah. okay
0: okay no that's perfect um so uh, let's just actually continue that conversation about like the whole cost and everything because there's like the obviously that there's a the hard cost of doing the transaction um but then there's also the disbursements and then there's also the adjustments so can we just kind of touch on like those those are three separate entities of I guess it's almost considered like part of the lawyer bill, even though obviously the adjustment is not part of the bill. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll maybe talk about adjustments first, because that's really what we're talking about there is an adjustment to the purchase price. So you agree to buy a house for, I don't know, $400,000. $400,000, yeah. <laughs> um, and there are certain things that the current owner may have paid for the whole year. So some of examples of that might be the property taxes, or homeowner association fees, or if it's a condominium unit, condo fees. Um, if it's a rental property, they may have deposits from tenants or they may have been paid rent for a month and you're buying the house in the middle of the month and there's mm-hmm. the balance of that month's rent. And so one of the things that we do is adjust the purchase price based on how much that's been paid in advance by the current owner or in the case of taxes say for example if that tax account hasn't been paid at all this year yet because it's not due Mm -hmm. um, the current owner should pay their share for the time they own the property then we adjust that so that you as the buyer would get a credit for the amount that the seller should have paid. Okay. So we adjust the purchase price based on all of those things and then we'll give you a number saying this is what we have to pay to close the deal after we adjust all those things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the first step in terms of how we calculate at the end of the day what we ask you to bring in to close the transaction or how we calculate at the end of the day as a seller what you're going to get um, when we pay the funds out to you from your sale. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then the other two is just like the like the usually like there's usually a flat fee and then disbursements.
2: That's right. So most law firms charge a flat fee for a real estate transaction, and that usually in- includes the payout of uh, one or two loans or mortgages on the on the property and ensuring that the transaction closes. If it's more complicated than that, then you might get charged a uh, an additional fee if there's any further uh, loans. If some people have multiple loans attached to their properties, mm-hmm. so they might need to have that paid out. But most law firms charge just a flat fee for the legal fees. Then on top of that, there's obviously GST on certain services. And then of course, there are the disbursements, which are the out-of-pocket costs. So courier fees, postage, printing, and then there's costs for land titles as well. And those can often be the most significant disbursement because they can be quite Quite a hefty amount of you know a couple of hundred dollars uh, that's on top of the legal fees mm-hmm. and so those are basically the lawyers fees and the disbursements
1: okay yeah and some some of the some people will need say vehicles paid out or other credit cards paid out so if there's a list of things so for example the refinancing and they're using the profit from their home or their equity in their home to refinance, uh, th- those are things that you're gonna have to pay out. So those are gonna add up to the disbursement costs, correct?
3: Yeah, because every payout that we make, there'd be a courier cost associated with it, right. for example, because oh. we take that money and then we're couriering it to the lender to say here's the payout for the vehicle or here's the payout for the line of credit. Right. Um, and so there's some additional costs associated with preparing those payments on a refinance or a sale if you're paying out some other debt which is
1: why when i'll say to the clients okay it'll be this fee for your lawyer but then there's disbursements and when they ask me what disbursements are Mm -hmm. i explain what those are but they they will not ask what is the price per disbursement well it's going to be different depending on what that disbursement is Mm -hmm. so until the lawyers have it all in front of them and know what they're you know, what, what they're doing. Sometimes those fees come a little bit later too as you're doing, as you're continually paying out some of those debts or whatnot or courier
0: costs.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know when the file first comes in that, you know, all of those things need to happen or we don't get all of the information up front. And so we estimate what those costs we think will be. Sometimes they end up being a little bit higher than the estimate. And then sometimes they end up being a little bit lower than the estimate. Yeah, so yeah.
0: I've actually gotten some money back from lawyers
3: before. <laughs> it does That's happen. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and so I think probably just the last question is if uh, if somebody is selling their house in Alberta but they live in BC, can they get a BC lawyer?
2: No, they need an Alberta lawyer to handle the transaction here. So if we're dealing with land titles in Alberta, then an Alberta lawyer needs to be doing that.
0: Okay, so now so they're in Kelowna. Um, so how do they get the? Because they they can't you can't
2: docu sign, so. Oftentimes, what we'll do is we will send the documents to their lawyer in BC, if that's where they're in, and then that that lawyer will sign up the documents with them, send them back to us, and then we will finish the transaction. So they've got
0: here. a little bit higher fees because they've got a lawyer in BC that they're signing in front of, and then, you, then the lawyer in Alberta as well. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: The lawyer in BC, or in BC, I mean, because what we really need um, often is... The documents that are required to be sworn, so an affidavit, for example, that's part of the closing documents, um, needs to be signed in front of a notary. So sometimes it's possible to see a notary for that kind of appointment rather than using a lawyer. Okay. Because you've got a lawyer handling right movement of money so there you
0: could actually use a notary you could actually just to use be signed a signed in uh, commissioner of oath or is that not enough
3: you would need a notary because it's okay. a document coming from out of province okay. and so we we need it notarized so there would have to be at least a notary involved but okay. um, it wouldn't have to be a lawyer and oftentimes if all you're doing is meeting with that lawyer to sign documents out of province and they're not really providing legal advice because they're because you're doing that here yeah right then um the cost of that is relatively minimal but it is an added cost but just something
0: just something to think
2: about
3: yeah the other thing that lawyer or that notary will do will will also be an identification
2: verification right so we need to ensure that the person who is signing that document is Is the person person who's supposed to be signing that document right okay Perfect.
0: So I know we have a ton of other stuff that we can talk about in future podcasts. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely come back because I know we had discussed
1: earlier RPRs and yeah. title insurance. insurance,
0: holdbacks.
1: Yeah. That's a big one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. another day for that, for sure. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, so thank you for your time today. We truly appreciate it.
2: Thank you. And
0: until next time, it's always fun hanging out with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, Karen and Catherine. Thanks for coming by. Of course. For all your real estate needs and questions, contact Elan Lines from Remax River City. Visit our website, elanrealestate.ca, or call 780-970-3616. And for all your mortgage inquiries, contact Crystal Donnelly from Mortgage Sisters West. Visit the website, mortgagesisterswest.ca, or call 780-405-8663.